what we sipping on, you know, that's debatable. That's debatable. Welcome back to Sip Sessions. We're just two friends sipping, chatting, and relaxing. My name is Erin. And I am Jackie. And today while we sip, we're going to dive into the topic of cheating. Oof. Lord, I know a lot about that. And Same. <laughs> joining us today is our guest, Val. Val joined us in season one. I forget which episode it was, but she's going to help us break some things down today. But before we get started, how's everybody doing? How was your week and your day? Throw the whole week away. Yeah, I agree. Mm. <laughs> Me more specifically just the day, but I'll let you go. You're the guest. So how was your day, Val? Or what do you feel like sharing about your day? Um, What I feel like sharing about my day. my I had my uh, review with my bosses today, which actually wasn't terrible. It um, is one of those things where I'm usually prepared with what they're going to tell me it, are areas to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm prepared to talk about what I'm doing well. And I'm always open to hearing where they think I need to make adjustments. So, you know, quick little background. I am new to my company and new to this particular industry uh, in the middle of that Rona trying to kill everybody out here. So right. there have been some, you know, some challenges with getting me on board. And I think I'm actually doing pretty well, but it was always that anxiety of, I, and I'm in sales. So like, I want to close business while I'm trying to learn, while I'm, you know, impressing my managers who I love my bosses. I love these women. I could not ask for better leaders. And so there was you know, a little bit of the anxiety coming into it. But this is just one of those weeks of like meetings and setting things up. And then I'm tired because I've got schoolwork that I'm doing. And I'm just ready for the end of the week because I think I'm just ready to like step away from everything and get refreshed and then come back next week. So this week is for the streets. Well, my week has been, um, I don't know. It's been all right. It's, it's a blah week. Today has re- it really been just a, a throwaway today. Like I just, I don't know. I'm ready for the weekend. Actually, I'm not even ready for the weekend because I'm about to be stressed out this weekend too. So, but I'm here and I'm breathing. So I guess that's, you know, something or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Erin? This week has been busy, I think. And I think that's it. It's been busy and it's been hot. So for work, in order to social distance, we have to do our assessments outside. So every day I'm in like 95 degrees (laughs) cooking. Mm. (laughs) So by the end of the day, I'm Mm. like, I don't want to do shit. I mean, other than that, so far, nothing crazy going on, which is a good thing. That's good. What was that song from Destiny's Child? I woke up this morning, the sunshine hey. put on a happy face. Yes. Also, just a random reminder for people: go vote. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't vote. with this entire country right now. Like it's ugh, like I hate it here. <laughs> like, is anybody taking somebody? Like, anyway. But yes. So. <laughs> We've gotten that out of the way. Of course, we have to do our little, uh, this uh, season, Val, we have a new mixer that we call it Black of the Berry, and we do Black Facts. And so we give out a question, and we give multiple choice, and then if you get it right, you know, you get bragging rights. But of course, if you get it wrong, you must sip, because we are at sip sessions. Mm. I'll go ahead and start first. Of the 12.5 million Africans shipped to the New World during the transatlantic slave trade, fewer than blank arrived in the United States. Is it A, 
578,000? Is it B, 437,000? Is it C, 388,000? I'm going to go with C. What about you, Val? I'm going to go with B. The answer is 388,000. So, Val, you might have to take a sip of that scotch. She said, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) I'm sipping on Jameson because I'm trying to expand my big girl taste buds. Girl, I ain't got no big girl taste buds. My little girl taste buds be drinking on this $5. (laughs) Can I just make a a quick plug, though, for the big girl drinks? Um, We we mixed Jim Beam apple with some pineapple juice. (laughs) And that thing. That sounds amazing. So if you've not tried, feel free. That sounds really good. That might be to be put to sleep. (laughs) Right. What you got for us, Erin? So this one does have to do with today's topic. Which of the following couples did not have a big cheating scandal? That we know of. That we know of. Yes, let's add that. (laughs) That we know of. (laughs) Okay. We have Cardi B and Offset. We have Jay-Z and Beyonce. We have Denzel and Paula Washington. Haven't they all had cheating scandals? I feel like they all have. have I haven't they? heard about Denzel. So yeah, it's like back in the day. Really? <laughs> yeah, let me look that up. I Googled it, and I guess I was wrong. Everybody take a drink. Well, I may be wrong, <laughs> but I feel like I have heard that, though. But I'll take a sip anyway, just because it's been a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pour it in here with my little um, wine. No need for a cup. <laughs> You drink from the bottle. Take it to the head. It's fine. Okay. That's what I well, <laughs> for those that wanted the answer, I thought the answer was Denzel, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong too. So there's something for there's the question of the episode. Did Denzel Washington? Have- <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh Lord. Mm. Yeah, it says in 2003, rumors floated that Denzel was having an affair with his out-of-time co-star, Sanaa Lathan, but she denied allegations. She also denied biting Beyonce. Anyway, <laughs> she, his wife Whoa. confronted him, and once again, he denied. Whoops. Sorry, Denzel, to bring up old things. What matters is that they made it, as far as we know, because we don't know what happened behind them closed doors. Oh, my right. But yes, so with that, let's go ahead and jump into our topic. Of course, we're talking about cheating, something I feel like a lot of us know a lot about, unfortunately. Um, and so, of course, I want to start with something simple with what do you guys consider cheating? Like, what's cheating for you? I feel like cheating can be person to person basis. So what does that mean for you guys? Like, what do you consider cheating? I really don't know because I get jealous over small things. So like... If my man is texting somebody else and I just feel like they're doing a little too much texting. (laughs) (laughs) Smiling a little too much while you're looking at these text messages. Even though they've never given me reason to. I just be, I don't know. So I guess maybe emotionally, like, I think cheating could be subjective. And I feel like there's some things that make me jealous that other people might not find to be a big deal. So for me, cheating would be like... I don't know, confiding emotionally in somebody with something that you decide not to confide in me about. So an emotional connection, I think. I don't know if that made sense. Outside of the obvious of like physical, but like like emotional. Okay. Like something that I feel like could lead to 
something more that opens that door. Exactly. What do you think, Val? I think cheating to me, if I were to combine the, the emotional and physical aspect of it, I think cheating to me is betraying whatever agreement that my partner and I had made about our relationship and how we're interacting with each other. Mm. And what I mean by that is that, okay, if you look at emotional cheating, right? Like if this, if this person has, you know, a female best friend, hell, a male best friend, cause girl, we don't, but a female best friend that, you know, they've become comfortable with over time and confide in them and, and, and all this. Right. And I feel like there are things that they would divulge to them that they would not divulge to me, or they share information about our relationship. And that partner hasn't taken time to help me understand like what the nature of that relationship is with that woman right? Then I feel like you're emotionally cheating on me by spending time with her that could be spent time with me and being more emotionally open with this person than they would with me. And so if, if, you know, if you, if you have a, a brother or sister or somebody really important in your life and you guys have a relationship that was established before I came about, I get that there's some things, right? Where there's some areas where they might be more comfortable, but it would be really hurtful for me to be locked out. And I would at least need to have an understanding of what that relationship is so I can manage my expectations. So like, okay, you spend time with Bessie or you talk to Bessie a lot about different things. Great. But you're not talking to Bessie about our relationships. You don't feel more comfortable with them than you do with me. You know, that to me would be emotional cheating. Physical cheating, of course, would be, if we don't have an agreement in place that it's okay for us to engage sexually with other people, and I don't care if it was just a tip or you full on fell in it, that's cheating. Ooh. But to your point, Aaron, I don't care if it's just the tip. Oh, oh, she just gave me head. What? You know, that's nigga's favorite line. Let me just put a tip in. Lies. I don't know where her mouth has been on some that I'm putting my mouth on. Now you're exposing me to Mm -hmm. risk that I didn't agree to. (laughs) And it's also, again, it's all about the agreement. What agreement did we have in our relationship about how we would interact with each other and with others? And when you betray that, that's cheating. Right. Whatever that agreement was, I'll, you know, whether it's Will and Jada with the entanglements and the open relationships or whatever, or, you know, there, there are people out there who won't allow their significant others to have friends of the opposite sex. And if you have friends with the opposite sex and you're spending time with them, they would consider, consider that cheating in a way or feel betrayed in a way, right? So to, to each their own. But whatever the agreement is that we made with each other and, and you betray that, that's cheating. I like both of those answers. I like to kind of put mine under an umbrella. I feel like cheating for me is anything that you feel like you have to hide. Like if you mm. can't do it in front of me, then there's there's malintent there because you know if you don't if you don't feel comfortable enough doing it into my face, whether it's conversation, obviously physical touching, like if you can't do that in front of my face, then that's a problem. Because you know in your mind, you're making a conscious de- conscious decision, I can't speak today, y'all, to withhold information because you know or you feel some type of way about me finding that out. Mm-hmm. To me, that feels like cheating. So emotional, physical, all that type of stuff. I want to ask, because you mentioned this, I think somebody mentioned this, but like when you get that gut feeling sometimes, like when you feel some type of way about something or you feel like, let me look at this or let me do this, do you think gut feelings are valid? Hmm, that's a good question. They 
can be, but not all the time. Because a lot of times gut feelings come from past experiences. So yes, this nigga from three years ago may have cheated. And now I'm affected by all the ways that I either found out he was cheating or all the signs that I missed before. And now I'm like, oh, I should have looked for that. And so now... I'm looking for those same things in my current relationship. And he could be totally like innocent. But if I see anything that even reminds me of the last dude, then my gut's going to be like, uh oh. The trigger. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there is some merit to gut feelings. I don't know. That's a good question. I do think there's some merit, but I think we also have to acknowledge that we are affected by past experiences as well. Yeah, I would agree. I would say there's definitely merit to gut feelings, but there's just, there's got to be a little bit more nuance there, right? Mm Because your gut feeling could be coming from intuition, right? That, hey, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to look deeper into it. Or your gut feeling could be coming from recognizing patterns from stuff mm-hmm. that's happened to you in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing about the gut feelings is what you do with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get a feeling that mm, something might be happening and then you fly off the handle and then you find out you're wrong, well, then you were just stupid and loud. But Ooh. if you get the gut feeling and you actually take time to investigate, right, yourself as well as the situation. Look at yourself and say, okay, why am I feeling like this? Am I noticing something that came up before and that's why I'm, I'm seeing it now? Mm-hmm. What do I know about this person and how th- we've interacted? Is that exactly the same as the situation that I've experienced in the past? Okay, so if I think this is happening, how do I then move forward and ask the right questions or look into things to see what I, might actually be going on? So I don't mm-hmm. think those feelings need to be ignored because- some in you is responding. I mean, your, your gut is another brain of sorts, right? So I, I think definitely listen to it, but then you got to do the work and figure out what's the next appropriate action. And I think, you know, sometimes we can be very wrong in just going off of- tra- Emotion only. Emo- right, reacting emotionally without really figuring out what's going on, especially when the person in question may not necessarily deserve it. Like if you look at their track record record with you so far mm-hmm. and you really look at, okay, how do I feel about this person? How much do I trust this person? And why is this coming up? So you just gotta, I feel like you need to dig a little bit deeper and just do your due diligence instead of just flying off the handle. Yeah. I like that. I do too. I think that too. I'm gonna be honest though with y'all. I have never had a gut feeling that was wrong. Mm. And that's probably bad. But a lot of that, uh, because I'm the type of person, like you said, Val, like I try not to carry, I think one of you guys said this, but I try not to carry stuff that has happened from the past. Of course, you know, you're not going to get out of a relationship, especially if it's a toxic one, unscathed. But I try not to look at the next man like, oh, you're probably going to be just like him, blah, blah, blah. Like, I like to judge you by your own merits, but at the same time, take the lessons from the past. And like you said, Val, just kind of like, So if I see something that may not sit right with me, then I'll take a mental note of that. I may not go off or bring it to your attention yet, but I'm going to take a mental note of that. And then once I get it, if there's more things that are happening that come together and culminate, then that's when it's like, okay, it's time to have a conversation because my gut and my alarms are going off and all this shit ain't making sense. And I need you to make it make sense. Right, (laughs) exactly. That's important to distinguish, I guess. Like, yes, we all have gut feelings, but what you're saying is, okay, I'm a... I'm going to make a note of that and then I'm going to look and see if there's a pattern here. And so mm-hmm. instead of like just reacting on that one gut feeling, you're kind of being observant and cautious about what's going on around you. I think a lot of times 
at least from my interactions with other women, a lot of times it's like, oh, girl, you think he's cheating? He must be cheating. You need to break mm-hmm. up with him. And there's no like, there's no history or pattern for them to go on except for, mm, I feel like he doing something. Right. Yeah. yeah. My biggest thing is to pay attention to patterns. Like, mm-hmm. because we talked about this before, like people say all kind of stuff. And they got all kind of pretty words and their actions don't match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they may not communicate in a way that you are used to or that you want to, but their actions are saying something totally different. So it's important to recognize like, okay, well, he says such and such, but this is what he does. And this has happened numerous times since we've been together. Maybe this is an issue he's dealing with and that I don't want to deal with. So mm-hmm. I always advocate for looking at patterns and, you know, history and all of that. And being able to properly communicate. Mm-hmm. Once you, once you uncover all that information, because Jackie made a really good point about her gut feeling always being right. Mm-hmm. And to me, what that sounds like is that you're really aligned with your intuition mm-hmm. to the point oh, where, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> got a water sign. Cause I'm about to say the water signs. <laughs> yes. I'm a Pisces girl. Right. We all about that. And I'm Aquarius and I'm hardheaded and stubborn oh. and sometimes don't like to, <laughs> I, you know, I have a, I don't like to be wrong and I've learned to not care so much about being wrong and focus more on looking at the facts. I think in approaching myself in that way and try to be more self-aware, I've realized that a lot of times these gut, these gut feelings can come from trust issues that sometimes have nothing to do with that person, but have to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you think about like Aaron was saying, mm. Dealing with situations in the past where maybe you recognize a pattern and then you kept going and didn't address it and ended up being hurt, your gut feeling might be saying, hey, man, you know, how well did you protect yourself before? Mm-hmm. And maybe this is an opportunity for you to prove something to yourself and protect yourself against what you think might be coming, right? When it may not be what you think it is. And that's outside of what you were saying, Aaron, of seeing actions not aligned with words and odd behavior. You know, sometimes those things are fairly glaring. And, and sometimes those issues can be addressed with having a conversation to at least see what the situation is so you can have information and make a decision and then move forward. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we right. do that. We, we'll make an assumption. We'll say, ah, shit, I've been here before. I don't want to do this again. I stayed in this situation before. I'll be damned if I let another man do X, Y, Z. And that's, yeah, the, the guy is definitely being shitty and I'm not going to excuse that behavior. But I think there's this, this, we go into defense mode because of how we've treated ourselves. And how we've protected ourselves in some of these situations. And sometimes I can cloud situations where this kind of response isn't really necessary. Hmm. So again, like do the work to, to break down what it is that you're feeling, what you're seeing and noticing, and then take the appropriate steps to move forward. That's a word. Perfectly said. Two to add to that too, and I'm going to switch lanes here in a second. But um, also, like you said, just having that and then also not going off of one thing or one incident of, oh, he didn't text me back, so he must be doing something. Or he came back five minutes late <laughs> and it takes two minutes to get to the house. Like that is... um a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Because if you don't have the information, like how many times have, just in general, not even relationships, but just how many times have we assumed or made an assumption about something and then been completely wrong? (laughs) (laughs) to pick up our face from the floor. (laughs) Uh, And I think too, like with communication, something you said, Val, made me think of this, but I listened to a podcast one time and they were talking about, I can't remember what it was, but basically like when you're having arguments with people and 
I think a lot of they were saying like a lot of times people are listening to compete as opposed to to understand. So like people, when you get in an argument, like you listening, you waiting for them to finish what they're going to say. So you can say what you want to say, but you're not really listening to understand. And I think that's important, too. And also knowing the person that you with, because, you know, sometimes people are different and, you know, all the other stuff. Right. But my next question was, do you well, first of all. This might be an easy question, but do you guys think men or women cheat more? (laughs) And then also, why do you think that people find it so hard to stay faithful or committed in a relationship? Mm. (laughs) I would venture to say that it's probably about the same, honestly. I know that there's like this, this, I don't know, this narrative that men are just the biggest cheaters and they're never satisfied or whatever, whatever. But I will venture to say that women do their fair share of cheating too. Because mm-hmm. I think our reasonings, honestly, actually, I take that back. I don't even know if the reasonings are different. Have y'all ever cheated before? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> So I ne- I never actually slept with someone, but I cheated in terms of making out with someone. This was in college, y'all. I was immature. My relationship wasn't. It was kind of on the rocks, and we we were both at fault in terms of how we created what the the issue was. And my young ass at the time was wanting some attention, and so I up and found somebody and made out with them, and you know, very quickly realized after I finished making out with them that I don't want this man. <laughs> and actually what i want i i want the person that i want and i'm engaging in this behavior because i'm not getting the person that i need and that was a big eye opener for me at the time to recognize like just how emotional i could get in those situations and just identify a gap inside of me and since then i've never felt the same temptation or desire especially being in a committed relationship because i want to be in a committed relationship i am a one-man woman and I will do what is within my power to make sure that we're communicating and we're in this together. And the hardest part for me is figuring out where to let go. But like, if I'm committing to you and I say I'm yours, then I'm I'm yours. But I definitely did recognize that one of the the challenges I had at the time, one of the reasons that I did it was I wasn't I wasn't satisfied with my situation. I felt really frustrated, and that was instant gratification that boosted my ego at the time, mm-hmm. and then didn't do nothing for me afterwards. <laughs> So, yeah. I have not, but go ahead, Erin. <laughs> I've been looking at your face. I already know. <laughs> I have cheated. And for those of you that can't see, I'm going to put those in quotations because the circumstances around my cheating were. Do I know about this? Yes, you do, because you was there for one of them. Okay, so it was actually with the same person, actually. Uh, so I was in, we'll call it a situationship, even though situationship hadn't become popular at the time. But I had started dating this man. And right before I went on this trip with Jackie and another young man, uh, my boyfriend at the time was pretty much like, you know, I want to be single, but I still want to F with you. And pretty much, you know, the situationship talk. He don't want a relationship because he came up with some BS. But pretty much before I went on the trip, my understanding was we not together. Mm-hmm. So I got on the trip. I was like, we having fun or whatever. And I ended up sleeping with the young man that we had gone on the trip with. Came back and uh, my boyfriend from my situation found out and it was just like first of all I lied about it because he kind of knew 
And then he was like, did you sleep with so-and-so? And I said, no. And then I don't know what happened, but I eventually ended up telling him. And there was like all this drama. Wait, did he know that he was going on the trip? He did. So he had had some suspicions before. You remember when you said that he was like trying to groom me or figure out where I was as far as comfort level regarding sex and stuff? That was the last final words. Wasn't that like in the car or something before? Like everybody's all happy, music blasting, blue skies. Okay, we gotta get, let me give some names so that Val can be aware. Okay, so the guy, I'm going to give fake names. So let's say that the guy that I was dating at the time, his name was Bob. The guy I went on the trip with, his name was Robert. (laughs) Oh, God. Bob and Robert. (laughs) So Bob is the one that told me, like, look, I still want to, like, I still want to date you or whatever, but I just want to be single. So I slept with Robert on the trip, but on we drove to New Orleans. And so during the trip, Robert was like asking all these questions about oral sex and how far we would go and just real sexual questions that we were discussing on the way. And so Jackie had told me like, girl, he trying to figure out like how far you gonna go. Like he really is testing you. And I was like, oh girl, whatever. This is just conversation for road trip. And I ended up sleeping with him on on the trip of course so that caused drama when we came back but then we had gotten over it kind of i guess and then something happened between me and bob by this time we were living together and i just was unsatisfied with how things were going and i went back to robert's house and slept with robert again and that was just like Oh, God, I forgot all about this. So Bob really felt like I cheated. And my take was, well, we weren't together. Like you had said, you wanted to be single. So I was just acting single. You know what I'm saying? So I say all this to say, if somebody believes that you cheated, regardless of if you're together or not, did you actually cheat? Is it more so about their perception or your actions? Okay, I want to answer this. I'm sorry before you get into that, Val, because I'm just waiting to jump in like double dutch. So here's my thing, right? It depends. It depends on conversations and boundaries and things that are spoken about or whatever. I think a lot of times people go on implied things, especially when you're not technically together or whatever. But here's my issue, especially when it's coming from a guy sometimes. And I know maybe that may be my warped mind, but it's like, you can't tell me that you want to be single, which means I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want to do, but then get mad if I have sex with somebody else and we're not together or we're in a situation ship, but we're not technically together. So you can go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do, but then I can't go out and do stuff like that seems double standardish to me. So that I'm not buying. So I don't think you cheated. I think you were a single woman. You were dating somebody at the time, but you weren't exclusive and you had sex with somebody else. Because I hate when niggas try to do that, like trying to be territorial, but then they can do the shit. But then when you do it, it's World War Three when women cheat. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, go ahead. I I think it boils down to uh, uh, setting expectations and communicating, right? Mm -hmm. I can't read your mind. You Mm -hmm. told me what you told me, but then you expected me to behave a different way. Where where they do that at, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it it, it behooves both parties to be very clear. And this is something that I failed at and I'm trying to do better at as I'm getting older. But you got to set the right expectations. So when you say you're single, what exactly is it that you expect from me? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to accommodate you necessarily. I just need to understand what the rules of engagement are. So that when I when I go out and live my best single life, 
you can't be mad because guess what? You want to be single, but you don't want me to be single. And that's not fair. And I need to have that conversation. I like that. You want to be single, but you don't want me to be single. Mm. So I definitely think it's about perception, but then we can manage that perception by setting some rules in place. So we both Mm -hmm. know what's going on. And being specific. I think that's what it is too. Being specific. Mm Mm-hmm. But the the reality is a lot of times we want to do what we want to do. We want to do what we want to do. We have a hard time letting somebody else live, you know, (laughs) when they're doing exactly what what we're doing. That hypocrisy isn't healthy. You know, you can at least admit that you're a hypocrite and say, yep, I want to be single and I don't want you fucking nobody else. How do you feel about that agreement? No, but but nobody (laughs) nobody wants to be that real and and admit that that's what it is that they really want. I would much prefer to have that conversation Mm, because because guess what? It, you never know that might be agreeable to me right because i might be in a situation where i don't feel like sleeping with anybody else but i'm not so attached to you that i feel territorial over you so i was like okay well right now i'm not going to sleep with anybody else but i'll let you know as soon as that changes mm-hmm. and if that changes i'm going to kindly inform you like hey just so you know i'm starting to date again if you have an issue with that you know let me know but remember i didn't have an issue with you doing what you needed to do so I said all that to say, yes, I think men and women both cheat around the same. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it full circle for everybody. Everybody Girl. can be equally shitty. Nobody yes, exactly. <laughs> Nobody owns the title of being shitty. That's okay. I think I think both cheat. I think men may cheat a little bit more, but I also feel like women are better at it. They may not cheat as often or as much. Or they may cheat as much, but I feel like women are a little bit more detail oriented in ways that men are not when they being messy. Mm-hmm. So that's my perception on that. But Val, you brought up something that kind of segues us into the next uh, question. I actually want to add a comment to that, though, Okay, about whether or not men or women cheat better. And here's what I'm going to propose. Define better, right? Because does better mean getting caught? Or not being caught or would better be defined as being able to get away with it in terms of like a person actually dealing with somebody cheating. Mm. Because how many women do you know who know that their man is, you know, has a side chick, he's got wifey, he's got this and that. Well, Mm. as long as he's with me, as long as I get all the attention, I get the money, that's fine, right? Emotionally more willing to deal with that situation. And a man knows a lot of times that if he comes back and apologizes or, you know, plays a game or fulfills her in some way, he can probably get away with it. How many Mm. guys, I I don't, I don't hear that much about guys finding out that their woman is cheated and going back to her, but you hear more about women finding out their man has cheated and then, and then going back to them. So who's really winning in that sense? I think that that's a good point. That's a very good point. I, and that also kind of goes into another topic of like why there is a double standard. Like you hear all the time, like you said, men will cheat on women for years and years and years and they'll continue to be with them. But then as soon as a woman thinks about breathing on another man, it's like she's dead to the world. She's all kind of hoes. And, and he could have been cheating on you the whole entire relationship. But as soon as a woman does it, it's a problem. But I think as far as defining it as successfully, not even successfully, but being able to do it without necessarily getting caught, I think is the definition that I was looking for. But I do get what you're saying because that is a whole other mess that I just do not understand. Like, and that's the thing too. Like you can, like a man can do you dirty dog wrong. And then as soon as you finally, like you tired of the shit and you ready to do whatever. And granted, they may not be the best way to go about it, but you decide to dip your toe in the pond. And then all of a sudden I'm a hoe. But what about all the bitches you was fucking though? Like what? 
Yeah, mm. that don't make sense. Right. But yes, so to segue though, I want to talk a little bit about polyamorous relationships or open relationships. Yeah. When I was younger, I kind of was like, oh, hell no, this is not, I mean, it's still not for me, but I didn't really understand the concept of, I was just like, oh, this is just people that just want to fuck all these people and whatever. But as I've gotten older and more educated, it seems from what I have understood is that it's like a relationship that you have with somebody. It's open communication. So if like me and Aaron were dating, like Aaron, she can date other people. I can date other, I can have other partners, but as long as we're being honest with each other, then it's okay. And then I think they consider cheating. Like if you are withholding things, which I found interesting because if you have a situation where you have an open conversation, an open space where they're saying, hey, like, I understand that we're going to be attracted to other people. I don't want to halt you from exploring those attractions. Just let me know if something happens. And then you still want to be secretive? Like, what? Yeah. But how do you guys feel about polyamorous relationships and dating multiple partners at the same time? Stress. I think it's intriguing, the idea of polyamory. It's not something that I have the capacity to do because stress. Yes. But I have been in a situation where I've been attracted to different men at the same time for different reasons. And I I think what's intriguing about that idea is the ability to not necessarily have to put all your eggs in one basket and to entertain the idea that, you know, your soulmate doesn't necessarily reside in one person. You can have multiple soulmates. Mm-hmm. People killed in different ways. So I, I look at, for example, my friendship group, right? My girls, there's something about each one of the women that I am friends with and men, each one of the people that I'm friends with that I feel like, you know, fit some sort of fit a piece into the puzzle that makes up Valerie, right? And so I get different things from from different people. And I'm fully satisfied with that balance that that gives me as a person with the folks that I have in my life. So I imagine a relationship where, you know, we are all mature enough to recognize uh, where we do fit into each other's lives and to not have any expectations beyond that because we want to hold on to that person and have a sense of ownership and a little bit of control, right, over their their movements and their interaction with other people and to feel like special and unique in their lives. But what if we were able to split that time and share that time with different people accordingly? So yeah, stress because there would be schedules and you would have to be aware of different unique things about every person and so on and so forth. And that's why it, it wouldn't necessarily be for me. But I get it though. I, mm-hmm. I get I get why people wouldn't necessarily want to be tied down to the traditional idea of monogamy when you could experience the wonderfulness of multiple people at the same time. The level of maturity that would be required would be astronomical. But, you know, it, it, it takes a village <laughs> sometimes, I guess. So I, I get it. <laughs> I totally understand it. No pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. Because for me, just I've dated for, I've dated multiple guys at one time, but it was only for like a short, maybe a few months. And just that was just, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot for me, at least it's a lot of like mental capacity to be communicating with all of these people and having to, first of all, having to be, this is going to sound really bad, but having to be (laughs) open with them about our status like I would I would rather just have to be open with one person and then if that doesn't work out I can end it and move on Mm -hmm. but to have to always have those kind of conversations so that you do stay on the same page and everybody is aware of what's going on that to me is just really draining and I don't understand how people do it well 
what about this, right? Like you don't you don't communicate with all your friends the same way, but you're friends with all those people, mm-hmm. right? So there's certain people that you would feel maybe a deeper connection with. Mm-hmm. There might be somebody else that you feel more adventurous with. There might be somebody else who fucks you right. There might be somebody else who is more willing to, you know, be financially responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you you may not have to be all things to everyone and could be the appropriate thing for each person. What would that mm-hmm. look like? That would certainly take some stress out of it. And again, I think it has a lot to do with setting expectations, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you buddy, you know, we'll we'll, we'll call him Bob just because the name was already used. But you, Bob, you're you're the person that that's my foodie, right? We enjoy going to brunches <laughs> together, having adventures in the city, taking an art, right? You're my guy for that. Uh, you, Zachariah, you know, you're my person for my Netflix and chill, right? You're, you're a quiet person. We stay in, we do this and that and the third. Uh, I don't know why the name Josiah came up. Josiah is the one that blows my back out. Nobody else I'm just saying, right? So you could be different things to different people and not be required to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's been my understanding of it too. Like I, I'm kind of on your page, Val, where I feel like I have more of an understanding of it. Like I get it. Like I totally, I really do get it. Do I have the capacity for it or the energy for it? No. Probably not. Right. But I do understand, like you said, like it's not like you're going to be, it, it depends on the terms, but it's not like you're going to, provide necessarily the full energy of yourself into every single relationship. Like she said, it's like, sometimes it's like you may have an emotional connection with this person. You may be able to bond on this. This person might be outdoorsy and like to do outdoors things. Like you get different things from different people. And it's not like, I don't know. I just, I I think I can understand the freedom of that. Like not feeling like I'm tied down to this one person. We're human beings. We're still going to be attracted to people, even if we get into relationships or get married and it's okay to kind of explore those things. I get it. But like I said, it is not for me. Right. It sounds like it's almost like taking, because when we're in one-on-one relationship, we're not always going to have all of the same interests or viewpoints or whatever. So it's almost like taking aspects of these different individuals or partners and making it all into like one perfect partner almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, because even in a monogamous relationship, I don't think that you should be expected to be everything to one person, right? Mm -hmm. Because And that's why I don't understand when when people say, oh, my significant other is not allowed to have friends of the opposite sex or hang out with their friends. And I'm like, but you can't be everything to them. That's that's actually flat out exhausting. They need to be able to do what makes them happy and you need to be able to give them the trust to build those relationships that they want to build so that your relationship can be more satisfying and fulfilling. And if you start to, to put those barriers around them, then, I mean, you make somebody feel trapped. Like, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to make somebody feel like that, you know? So I'll, I'll give you my trust. And if you break it, then that's it. But you gotta let, you gotta let people make themselves happy as best as they can so that you guys can be happy together. Mm-hmm. And some people can be happy with multiple people and some people can't. And I think that's the beauty of monogamy or one of the parts of the beauty of monogamy, if if that's the space that you want to be in, is that, like you said, I don't think it's very attractive or healthy to be super, super territorial or to the extent that you're being restrictive or trying to stop people from the way they move or interact with people. Um, but I think that's some of the beauty of the freedom of like, you can do these things or you are moving about the world and navigating the world in, the, in, in a way that you want to, but you are still choosing to be with me. Hmm. So I think that's the beauty of that. And then there's also beauty in the monogamy or the 
polyamorous and the freedom of, you know, being able to get different aspects of people from different people. But we're getting close to the end of the show. So I wanted to kind of end with a question. So the question I have for you guys is, do you think cheating is a deal breaker? Like, can a relationship survive cheating? And then I guess maybe from a general standpoint, as well as a personal standpoint, like is cheating a deal breaker for you? And then in general, do you feel like, can a relationship survive cheating? If I were to go by my history, I don't think cheating is a deal breaker. It would have to depend on the circumstances surrounding the cheating because there are serial cheaters that just aren't satisfied with one person, right? Mm -hmm. Which they might as well just be poly. But anyway, that's another question. Um, But then there are circumstances that may be that this person cheated because something about our relationship is not fulfilling. And so if we are able to communicate what that is and it's something that I can work on or vice versa that they can work on, uh, I don't necessarily think it's a deal breaker for me. Multiple cheatings. I think is a deal breaker because after after a certain number, I don't know what that number is. <laughs> One is good enough for me. Right. One is good enough. But don't come for me, y'all, because I'm just a bleeding heart and I just anyway, this is an issue that I am working on. But after a certain number, it's clear that they are not doing this for anything other than just self satisfaction. That mm-hmm. So cheating once is not a deal breaker for me. Okay. What do you think, Val? I definitely think cheating doesn't have to be a deal breaker for relationships because everyone has their own threshold for how much imperfection they can handle from their partners. Mm -hmm. Um, So that doesn't have to be the end all be all of the relationship. For me, it's tricky because I've been in a situation where I was cheated on and Mm -hmm. I chose to move forward with the relationship because being loving to me at the time was, you know, recognizing that this was a mistake that my partner made and giving him another opportunity to strengthen our relationship. Then found out that they cheated again. um, And then I I was broken up with. So that definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. And I look back and I think about what I could have done differently in in that situation. And that's where I was talking about the trust issue being with myself for not communicating Mm. better, setting better expectations and boundaries and Mm. putting the future of the relationship in somebody's hands because I was just so through and just so hurt that I didn't, I didn't want any of it to be on my plate. So I put the responsibility on them and that wasn't the right thing to do. So these days I am less inclined to be accepting or to be forgiven forgiving of cheating mm-hmm. because you know the way I would like to set up my relationships is to at least be accountable for what I'm communicating and for what boundaries I'm setting right mm. if I if I look on it and I say I've, I've had this conversation with you about what betrayal looks like for me what cheating looks like for me and what I will not tolerate and you go ahead and do it mm. I, I, I have a hard I have a hard time putting myself back into that situation. Mm-hmm. There's there's gonna have to be some type of love <laughs> there. Like it's gonna have to be really strong. You know, never say never, okay? Because things change and people change, and you're allowed to be a hypocrite and change your mind <laughs> wherever That's you right. are in life. But me right now, it would be really tough for me to give somebody else another shot at my heart, literally shot at my heart after you betrayed me. And it wouldn't even be so much about sleeping with the other person. It would be about betraying my trust. All right. Do you think it would be, or do you think there is a difference when it comes to cheating in a relationship versus cheating in a marriage? None of us are married. I know that. But do you think your threshold changes when it comes to a relationship versus a marriage? And see, this is where 
this conversation starts to irritate me because we talk about preserving the family mm. <laughs> and the sanctity of marriage, right? But how 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 is the blame going to fall on me for ending the relationship or, or marriage specifically when you're the one who went and cheated? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 created cracks in the foundation of our marriage in the first place. So I I, I don't think that it, it should be different. If I think about what I want to, if I ha- if I'm married to somebody and I have children, I think about what I want to teach my children out of that situation. And I don't want, I wouldn't want my kids to stay in a relationship with somebody that didn't respect them and love them enough to not betray their trust in that way. And I, mm-hmm. I would hope that I would be very transparent about what it is to be in a loving relationship and what it is to, to make a choice because mm-hmm. my kids could make their own choice when they grow up about what it is that they want to do about, our, about their relationship. But I would definitely want to be transparent about my decisions for ending the relationship, my reason for ending the relationship and what love looks like to me so that they would understand that so that I don't have to worry about, or oh, am I traumatizing my children because you know, I removed them from a, a healthy family environment. Well, your daddy went and cheated. And when a right. man, right? Like when a man, when a man loves you, he can be definitely be imperfect, but you get to set your expectations. You get to set boundaries for what it is that is acceptable in a relationship or not, what it is that you're going to agree to. And for me, this is not what I agree to. You can look at it different when you get older and make some different decisions, but at the end of the day, I want you to learn how to respect yourself and respect your partner and demand respect in return. So I think it's the same. Amen. Marriage. Amen. <laughs> when I was younger, or even like in my young, my late 20s, not my late 20s, my early 20s, mid 20s, I've always been the girl that's been like, you cheat on me, I'm done, it's over, whatever, fuck you, query, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, but as I have gotten older and, and learned more and had more experiences, I've had a very similar experience uh, to you, Val, where I've been cheated on multiple times and then have been left for trash. Like it was my fault or I did somebody wrong. And so that's a big thing to kind of process and, and all that type of thing. But I, even with that having happened, I feel like relationships can survive it, but it does take a lot of work and yeah willingness to do it because yeah. I feel like I've had experiences where I've been cheated on but the my partner has not been one to want to deal with or to work on it or to put in the work because trust is a very I know it's cliche but it is so fucking fragile like once you portray somebody's trust like you're always going to have that seed or that doubt or that voice in the back of your head about whatever somebody portrays your trust about Mm-hmm. So again, I think that takes work, that takes effort, that takes energy, not just on the cheaties part, but the cheaters part to, you know, put in the work to kind of help rebuild that relationship. So I do think relationships can survive cheating. Like I've seen multiple relationships. And, and that's another thing is that like, as I've gotten older, you see couples that have been married for all these years, 20, 30 years, 15 years. And they're like, oh, and they look like a on the outside, like a very perfect couple or happy, healthy couple. But you realize that they've had infidelities in the past and they've done done the work and they've gotten through and they're in a better space for it. So I do think that it is a thing that can survive. For me, again, it would kind of depend on the situation. Like you said, Aaron, like I don't want to be in no serial cheating situation. Like once is enough and really once is too much for me. But if it does happen, it would have to be a situation where my partner was willing to do the work as well as myself to make that work. Because then I would have to decide, is this somebody that, is this worth it, number one? Is this somebody I could see myself with? And if the answer to both of those things are no, then mm. you can go. 
But I agree with you. Like, I think it's important to uh, make a point that after the cheating, like, there has to be work put in by both parties. Like, it's not just a cheating and then you go back, like, everything is cool. Like, Mm -hmm. there's work that has to be done to repair that trust, which may honestly never be at 100%. It may get to, like, 99, 98, but it's never... In my opinion, it's never going to be at 100%. Like, there's always going to be in the back of your mind, like, mm, who he talking right. to? Uh-uh. I saw you smiling over there, like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? So, there definitely has to be some some work put in to repair that if it's just a one-time thing. Yeah. And a lot of rebuilding. But it, it takes time. Like, it may not, like, sometimes you may need to get counseling. You need to do all types of other stuff. But like you said, it's not something where you cheat on me on Thursday and then we wake up tomorrow morning and you making me breakfast and everything is fine. No. We're not doing that. <laughs> making me breakfast. <laughs> no. Both parties have to be accountable and willing to do the work. I'm not going to carry this relationship. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Accountable too. That's yeah. an important part is to make sure that they understand what has happened and that they are not trying to put it off on you. Because you hear stories about people cheating and then the person that cheats is like, you know, after time and time has gone on, is like, dang, like get over it. Like I, that happened a long time ago. That happened a few months ago. That happened six months ago. Like, mm-hmm. but that pain, that, that trauma is still there. Like it's not something you can just shake. Like I said, trust is very, very fragile. So it's a hard thing to rebuild. Can it be done? Yes, but it is difficult. Difficult is not impossible, though. At the same time, as you're rebuilding for the other person that was cheated on, it has to come to a place where you're not always bringing that up. This is my professional act. Can't always hold it over that person's head because that creates resentment. It creates an atmosphere of like, okay, well, she ain't never going to get over this. I might as well just do it again. Or she think I'm cheating anyway. I might as well do it again or vice versa. So it has to be work done by the cheater and the person cheated on. Absolutely. And it's hard. It's hard stuff. It is. That's why you got to decide, is this Negro worth it or is this lady worth it? Because if not, then you might as well dust your hand because you have a a road ahead of you of work Mm -hmm. that's going to be difficult. There's going to be days where it's not going to be so great. Right. And whatever you decide is on you. Don't let nobody come in your relationships. Oh, girl, you still, that is yeah. your business. Okay? Like Tabitha Brown said, because that's your business. Right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. But that yeah. is your business. Whatever it takes for you to cultivate the relationship that you want is the most important thing. As long as you are being true to you. Mm-hmm. About what it is that you're getting out of this relationship. That's perfect. That's Amen. a perfect stopping point. Val, did you want to shout out your Instagram again? Sure. Or Instagrams? Yes. So my Instagram is the Fortune Cookie. It's at T H E F O R T U N E K O O K Y. I post a lot of memes. You've got some good ones sharing with me so I can laugh. Because I like to <laughs> laugh. Yes. And then, of course, you know, keep up with us. We have a few more episodes left for this season. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at sip underscore sessions underscore podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at sip sessions podcast. And you can also also follow us on Twitter at podcast sip. Well, thank you so much, Val, for joining us. It's Yay. been a pleasure again. We definitely could do a part two to this one because I had more questions and other stuff. We can we could talk about this shit all day, basically. Oh, but. yeah. And I would love to. It's always fun. Thank you, guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Well, guys, you guys be safe. Make sure you vote because we tired of this cheese puff that's in office and what? not doing shit because we all just fucking dying and the economy, like, we just, please, just go vote. Go vote. Anyway. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>
Bye guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>